You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Funky Friday Show. Hosted by Matt Grokoff. Only on CMRU.ca. By students for you. My name is Matt, and welcome to the Funky Friday Show podcast. We're going to go through some of the best moments in my radio show, and I'll also be talking about my overall experience and takeaways from the show. I covered a lot of different topics to bring my show together, and you can hear them all in the next half hour. Let's get into it. First off, what is funk music? When I was initially given the genre, I honestly thought I'd have nothing to play. It only took a short time for me to realize, though, how much funk music there really is. I found myself jamming to old tunes I hadn't heard in ages, and experiencing new types of music I hadn't heard before. This all helped me find relevant and interesting topics to talk about. As a first-year student, I really enjoyed the chance to learn, but I also enjoyed the chance to make mistakes. I feel like I really delved into the origin and development of the funk genre. James Brown was the king of funk music, and I really enjoyed listening to where it all began. I talked about him in depth in my first show, and I think it really set the tone for the whole series. I can't think of anyone better to tell you more about James Brown though than me. So here's my rant about the king of funk from the first Funky Friday show. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about James Brown, the man who started funk in all its groovy forms. James Brown was born in 1933 in Barnell, South Carolina. At only 20, James Brown was already making music in the R&B and soul genres. His band at the time was well known for amazing live performances, and they played at parties close to college campuses in Georgia and South Carolina. In 1958, Brown released the ballad Try Me, which hit the number one spot on the R&B charts in early 1959. You already know the iconic song, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, which I played at the beginning of my first show. This was credited as being the first funk song of all time, birthing inspiration for many other artists to either mix into the funk genre or adopt it entirely. The Meters were a popular band that took the work of James Brown and settled into the genre of funk music. James Brown is now considered the creator of funk and the godfather of soul music. He is arguably one of the most influential artists of all time. Funk music went on to inspire the creation of disco and influence many EDM artists even today. I hope this short segment about James Brown gave you a little insight into him and the beginning of funk music. It's insane to think that it all only started 60 years ago. Feels like forever ago. Papa's Got a Brand New Bag is an awesome song that I'm glad I had the opportunity to learn about. It's crazy that Brown not only had the title of the King of Funk, but also the Godfather of Soul, a man of many talents in the music industry. I wish I had the chance to play more of his music on the show, but since that first funk song, there's been a ton of hits in the genre. So I had to make do and bring you the most that I could.
speaking of funk hits, let's also think about the other pioneers of funk music. It's hard to claim that one person shaped funk music. It's such a diverse and expansive genre that everyone does a little differently. I had the chance to talk to classmate and fellow funk radio host Will about this exact idea. We talked more specifically about the pioneers of funk music. And I have to be honest, I didn't think about all the people he mentions when I thought about the funky pioneers. Let's take a listen to what I think was a really insightful interview about funk artists. I want to take a quick break from the regular programming to bring you an interview with fellow funk enthusiast Will Brennan. Will is another first-year broadcasting student that also covers the funk genre in his radio shows. The topic of this interview is going to be about the pioneers of funk music, from the beginning of funk to those that had an incredible influence on the genre as a whole. Will brings a unique perspective in explaining how diverse of a genre it really is. Let's take a listen as Will and I discuss some of the pioneers of the funkiest music around. Thanks for joining me today, Will. Who do you think are some of the most important pioneers of the funk music genre? Well, for sure, you got to talk about James Brown, who is like kind of credited as the creator of funk music. He has a pretty unique kind of, everybody kind of tried to recreate his sound, which you can see through the 80s, the 90s, 70s, 2000s now. Like every everybody kind of worked off of James Brown. There's also people like George Clinton who had his band Parliament that grouped up with the other band Funkadelic and they kind of combined to become P-Funk. And they kind of had a psychedelic sound which transformed the genre a bit. Both guys really, or George Clinton and James Brown really created a sound and then evolved that sound through the funk era and I think that was really beneficial to the genre. Uh, Prince was also a pretty big influence on the funk genre. He was one of the first guys to really blend the genre with pop. And he was kinda, he was different. He was different from everybody else. He had his own way of doing stuff. He was a character, but that's kinda why he was so iconic in the genre. After James Brown, who you mentioned was the creator of funk music, who would you say influenced the popularity of funk music the most? Yeah, so Prince, I would say, is really influential for funk just because he was really genre-bending, and he combined a couple genres like funk, pop, R&B, but he was also genre-defying because you can't really classify him as an artist in one of those genres, and really because of this, he was a foundation for funk music and why it expanded all over the music industry into things like punk, rap, rock. And Prince was just really popular because, well, great music and he had a great personality. Like he, he had a big personality. He introduced sexual themes and was all about self-expression and being who he really was. I'd say Prince's rise during the P-Funk era also inspired other artists to experiment with electronic sounds in the funk genre. That's awesome. And with all that said, how do you think Prince impacted the future of funk music? Yeah, so Prince 
definitely had a pretty positive impact on funk music just because of, like I said before, all the genre bending, how you can go from funk to R&B. Um, but it also helped a lot for like sampling for modern stuff now. Like you don't just need an actual beat. You can take old beats from past funk artists and make something beautiful out of that. But there is kind of a negative if you look at it this way, because he was defying the genre like that, it almost made it less pure. Like that pure funk sound from the 60s and 70s isn't what we had in the late 70s and 80s. It had kind of changed to whatever artists wanted it to be. So with all the music we hear nowadays, how do you feel about the lack of funk songs on the radio these days? Honestly, I don't like it. I wish there was more funk music. Uh, just because, I don't know, it, it's happy. Like, it always makes me feel good. I always have a good time listening to it. There could definitely be more, but it's like, there's not a lot of people making specifically funk music nowadays and it's kind of hard to decipher exactly what funk music is. I guess you could say there is some in like the pop genre, like you have like Dua Lipa or The Weeknd, Charlie Puth, people like these who have funky beats. It wouldn't be necessarily funk music, but the beats are funky, so I don't know, I'd call it funk. And finally, my last question for you, do you think pure funk music could ever make a proper comeback? I think it could. I, I hope it does. Um, well, I don't know if specifically pure funk music, like that of the 60s or 70s, but definitely some variation of funk music. Well, like just recently there was Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. They released a collab album, Silk Sonic. And that's like funk music in pretty much its purest form. And I loved it, loved every second of it. I wish they would make more of that. I hope other people make more like that, just so we don't have to listen to the same pop songs every time. I hope you all found that interview both interesting and insightful. My goal with this interview was to acknowledge those that put funk on the radar. Will made a lot of good points about Prince, and honestly, he wasn't on my pioneer list until now. I know I learned a lot from this interview, and I hope you did too. This should have given you a better understanding of the diversity in funk music. A big thanks to Will Brennan, and I appreciate him sparing some time to talk about the awesome genre that is funk. Oh, Prince, how could I have forgotten? I'm really glad Will mentioned the influence of Prince and funk, because I had no idea. The three artists we talked about were arguably the most influential, and this helped me set up my next show too, since both P-Funk and Prince had some of those pop-funk elements to them. Experiencing all these 70s and 80s songs for the first time was a lot of fun. But I think more importantly, I saw the impact of funk in music and media that I love. 
Like who knew the Red Hot Chili Peppers were inspired by funk music and did a whole album of funk rock? I know I didn't. Diversity both in the music and the artists who made funk was a big theme in my show. It seemed like in some way everyone found a kind of funk that they enjoyed. We had P-Funk, Electro-Funk, Funk Rock, and Pop, and don't forget Future Funk. During the second show, I did a short rant about diversity. Let's go ahead and give that a listen. I want to take a quick second to reflect on my show and funk music. I'm sure you've heard me talk about the variety there is in funk music and its artists, but I wanted to reinforce how diverse of a genre funk music really is. It's crazy to think that James Brown started something that bloomed so quickly into different styles and visions. But not only did the funk music genre expand into other kinds of music, it also spread to artists of different backgrounds. Funk music originated in African-American communities in the 1960s, and it's fair to say that a large majority of the artists you've heard on my show are black. However, funk was adopted by white groups that did rock or pop, or even country in some cases. People of completely separate cultural backgrounds are able to come together with funk music. I think that the diversity of funk and the artists that give us funk music make it welcoming to everyone. Funk brings us together. It's all about no stress and good vibes. That rant is a great example of the learning I did over the course of my radio shows. I had a chance to look into the background of not only artists, but a culture and a genre too. Funk music is everywhere, and next up, we'll talk about how I incorporated one of my favorite movies into the show. Let's keep up the good vibes, there's more to come right after this short break. show was one of my favorites. I got into different kinds of pop funk and rock funk that people have probably heard before. A good way of relating this to our pop culture today was through a Marvel movie, specifically Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a big Marvel fan, and so is my brother. It was only fitting that I had him in the studio for an interview about the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think Brennan did a good job of explaining the aesthetic style of the movie and how it matched the soundtrack. I'm going to play the whole interview for you now, just in case you missed it during the show. I now have my brother, Brendan, in studio for a live interview. We're going to talk about the atmosphere of the movie, the soundtrack, and the art style, and some of our favorite characters. Thanks for joining me, Brendan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Let's start out about talking about the music, since that's what we're here for. Did you ever listen to much funk-type music before the movie? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, I listened to Future Funk, which 
I guess is kind of a, a derivative of funk, but uh, outside of that, it was uh, mostly just like songs that kind of incorporated funk into them already. Yeah, I think that's kind of the same for me. I found a lot of songs that I didn't necessarily know were funk music, and now they're some of my favorite funky tunes. Um, second, do you have a favorite song or a few songs that really stuck out with you from the movie? Uh, definitely Mr. Blue Sky. Um, I really like both of the opening songs, Come and Get Your Love, the one that was just playing, uh, really stuck out, especially just because of the uh, scenes that they were played over. Um, then there was a couple that blanking the names on but uh those were definitely the big two awesome awesome and uh how do you think some of the funk music helped the atmosphere in certain scenes of the movie um i definitely think it helped add to the tone of the uh movie and like what that's supposed to be you know like the guardians are kind of goofy characters already so adding like those funky tunes to you know scenes that could, I guess, be taken seriously, you know, kind of shows the type of, I guess, crew they are and uh, definitely helps you get to know the characters a lot better. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, the music definitely added to some of the scenes, definitely making it a funny movie. And uh, what makes Guardians of the Galaxy one of your favorite movies? Um, honestly, probably the soundtrack um, and just how uh, they incorporated it with the movie so like I guess kind of like Baby Driver like a lot of those scenes were um you know their cadence went with the music and I feel like that definitely adds a lot to the actual movie itself when they uh take the scenes and um I guess base it on the music like there's that one scene um with Yondu and I think Rocket and uh the whole scene was based on, like, this one song, but because of that one song, it just made the entire scene perfect, so. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. And uh, do you think that the art style of the movie represents the funky soundtrack they used, or do you think that they went off course a little bit? Um, No, I definitely think it represents it. It uh, seems like they were trying to go for that era. I think the director, uh, James Gunn, kind of, like, grew up in the... 70s kind of hippie freedom movement type era so I think they definitely did a good job at showing that like Peter Quill was almost like a take on that in the Marvel Universe so I think they did a good job with that right yeah for sure and uh you know I've got to ask who's your favorite guardian uh I gotta say Rocket I just you know I love his sarcasm and it's very witty and uh really fun so definitely Rocket Sweet. And uh, are you excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3? I know that's coming out, uh, I think, in 2023 or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what they uh, they end up doing with uh, Adam Warlock. He's the character that they kind of uh, included in the post-credit scene of uh, Volume 2. So it'll be really interesting to see how they handle that because he's quite a significant character in the comics. And uh, there's definitely a lot of potential there. For sure. And uh, I actually have a few more questions. Uh, what do you think of Thor Ragnarok? I know it's not the same movie, but uh, it definitely felt like it had kind of the same, uh, you know, funky, maybe disco atmosphere to it. What did you think of that movie? Yeah, Thor definitely felt like they were almost kind of transitioning from the traditional Thor style that they went with. That obviously didn't 
work out quite as well as they had hoped with fans. Um, and transitioning him more to the kind of goofy goofy Thor that uh, people have been enjoying a lot. Um, and I think kind of like, especially when it comes to the art style, it was very similar to Guardians 2. Um, so yeah, it'll be... It was definitely a good... Uh, a good setup for future projects that include Thor and the Guardians and kind of the dynamic between those two. So now I have to ask, what do you think of Thor joining the Guardians? Um, I think it'll be funny. I think there'll be a lot of banter between uh, Peter and Thor and kind of, you know, who's in charge of everything and who runs the show and all that. Um, but I'm definitely more interested to see Thor and Rocket because they both kind of have that, like, just-go-for-it personality, and, um, you know, they don't let anything get in their way. Um, they're kind of the, I guess you could say, brawlers of the group, so I think that's definitely the part I'm most excited for. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your answers. Uh, that's all the time we have for the live interview. Uh, big thanks to Brendan for coming into the studio on a Friday to talk Guardians with me. He gave a lot of insightful thoughts about both the music and art style of the movie, and we just got to talk a little bit about Marvel movies. But it's time to get back to the show. Getting ready for that live interview was really stressful. I was worried I would mess up on the board or forget to turn his mic on at some point. But it actually turned out pretty good. I just had to throw in some extra questions for time. I think talking too fast has been one of the biggest things I've had to work on, but talking about Guardians of the Galaxy was still a lot of fun. I really liked that we were able to talk about the funky soundtrack and how it meshed with the overall style of the movie. It was a great way to show how funk music is still influencing pop culture today. The final show I did was all about my favorite parts of funk and the show. I started off with some Young Bay, You've Got Me, which I recommend you check out. And that led to my next rant about the direction I think funk is headed. I also mentioned how I believe that funk music is working its way back into the mainstream movies and new music. I'm really happy with how this one sounded on air too. In my time doing research for the show, I've learned a lot. I've talked a lot about the different genres, artists, and styles of funk music. But I wanted to take a minute to talk about Young Bay and the directions I think funk could take. Young Bay has made me much more optimistic in the direction and life of funk. There's been a lot of funk pop, but its future funk brought even more elements together. Not only was it electronic music, but he incorporated samples from classic songs and mixed it with Japanese city pop. I never thought I would hear funk mixed with Japanese city pop, especially with how different the styles really are. I think that just goes to show how funk is likely going to thrive in the future. The appeal of 70s to 90s kind of aesthetics seems to be coming back strong. I talked about Guardians of the Galaxy last week, and that was a great example of 80s style. I think as music continues to evolve and more people listen to electronically made music, there's going to be an overwhelming influence on that music from funk and disco. I don't know if we will ever experience a pure type of funk having commercial success as it did before, 
But that isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if the genre lives on in a mashup with other genres. Again, I think Young Bay is a great example of future funk. He throws recognition to the classics, while also bringing something new to the table. Overall, I hope that we get a chance to experience more kinds of future funk, whatever that may sound like. Now, thanks for indulging my quick rant, but let's get back to the show. I can only hope I'm right in funk making its comeback. Since starting my journey into funk music, I've found a ton of artists to add to my playlist. There's so much variety in their themes and style of music, from people like Rick James to Prince to George Clinton and even the way James Brown started it all. I really have high hopes for future funk, especially with the popularity of EDM. And as a big fan of dance music myself, I think I have more appreciation for funk's inspiration than ever before. Now before I get to my last rant of the show, I wanted to share just a clip from the radio show. This was following two Young Bay songs, one of which featured Macross 8299. I want to play this because I think I did well explaining a bit more about what exactly Future Funk is to these artists. Let's take a quick listen. That was Young Bay and Macross 8299, Welcome to the Disco a funky electric take on disco funk classics. Young Bay has been in full swing since his recent success with the album Bay, the same album that featured my new favorite song, You've Got Me, and sampled Japanese city pop, which sounds pretty cool if you ask me. Macross 8299 is another group inspired by 1980s funk and disco. Some of their other funk songs have a Japanese pop style to them too. If you aren't already, I would be very excited to see where funk music takes us from here. Honestly, couldn't have said it better myself. Getting to play this new type of funk music was one of the biggest highlights of my show. I got to play something I found with all of you and got to learn more about it. One of the bands I learned about was Tuxedo. They were specifically exciting because while they had a pop vibe, they also got that real funk style. I got to play a couple of their songs on the show, but unfortunately, we ran out of time for me to play anymore. last clip I have for my time on air is my fourth rant. This rant was really good because it was a way for me to bring it all together near the end of the show. Good vibes was one of the big themes in my show too, whether it was getting you on the right track for the weekend or just helping you get out of a rut. Funk music is all about good vibes. Thinking back to James Brown, I remember that he said to get up off of that thing and dance till you feel better. What he meant by that is that anything bringing you down Get away from it, and do something for you. I think that good vibes and freedom and spirituality are all parts of funk music and the general atmosphere. This last rant, I think, really helped send that message home. I think that last song did a great job helping me segue into talking about funk and feeling good. It's a stressful time for many of us, I'm sure. The holidays are around the corner, and maybe you're in exams like me. 
I want to acknowledge those people who are stressed about exams or even on the holiday season. Whether you're feeling lonely or just overwhelmed with things, try doing things that make you feel happy. It could be painting, making videos, or even finding time for family and friends. I know for me, music is definitely one of the strongest impacts on my mood. Music has helped me through hard times, and I encourage you to give music a try too. I know it's silly that music could fix any of your problems, but just like James Brown said, get up off of that thing and dance till you feel better. So the next time you're feeling down, find your favorite funk song, turn up the volume, and dance till you feel better. With all that said, I hope everyone has a great holiday season and we kill it on exams. Now back to the show. Stress is definitely something that came along with the show, but luckily, I had the perfect genre to help me work through it. I'm happy with how everything turned out for my first radio show, and funk was an awesome genre for me to get. It was a challenge, but as I worked, I found out I knew more than I thought about the genre. Hopefully, the next show I get to work on goes even better with this experience I have. Well, if you recognize the instrumental, you know it's the end of the show. I'm really glad I got the opportunity to do the radio show, and I hope if you listened at any point, you enjoyed it too. It's been a journey through my shows and a chance to hear some of the highlights from it. Thank you to everyone who is a part of the show and all of you for listening. My name's Matt, and this was the Funky Friday Show Podcast.